0: Hi, y'all, and welcome to another episode of BS with Bethany Simcoe. This is your host, Bethany Simcoe. I took about two-ish weeks off of recording this podcast because it has been an intense two weeks. I just need some time to focus on other things. My plate felt really full. I don't know if you've ever heard the analogy of the spoons, but like that's been within my head, rattling around in there, but just I haven't had a lot of emotional, bandwidth and i haven't had a lot of brain power to wrap around this so in this episode we're talking about my july intentions again it's like already the middle of the month i'm recording this on july 10th but i wrote these down at the beginning of july and i'm finally hopping on and sharing them because i feel like i love sharing my journey with you with like my mental health with my physical health with the way that i talk to myself the way that i treat myself and i hope that by sharing these intentions you guys can get a little bit of an idea for what you maybe want your intentions to be or maybe something that you are noticing in yourself. You're like, you know what? I'm going to take that. I'm going to use that. So let me talk to you a little bit about this month. Honestly, it's been, the only word I could have for it is like draining and also intense and also really informative. I'm in a period right now in my life where I feel like I'm learning so much about myself But in a very painful way, if you will. Okay, it's not it's not all bad, but let me start from the beginning. I don't even know what the beginning is, but I had some friends in town just recently and they're actually moving to Austin, which is so exciting. But they were down here for an event and they came and stayed with me for a little bit. And we all went to a pool party together and it was super fun, but I was having a really bad body image day. I talked to you guys numerous times about the week before my period and how that affects me. And that is gonna be a huge theme throughout this episode because i'm learning so much more about it so that third week before my period for me is always very rough emotionally my body looks different my mind is not very nice to me and i wasn't having the greatest of body image days but i was like you know what i'm with my friends and whenever i'm with my friends i feel like my body image isn't nearly as bad because i'm not in my head i'm not just like literally staring at myself i'm interacting i'm having fun so i kind of like sucked it up and we went to the pool party while I was at the pool party, I got a text from my mom that my aunt had died. And she's she's kind of my aunt, but she's also my mom's cousin, but she grew up being an aunt to me. So to me, she's an aunt in my head, but at the same time, like our family was basically the only family that she had. I felt very akin to her. I felt very close to her. I remember she would take me and my sisters to the library and she would read to us and then she would just like chat. And she had a really hard time communicating with the world sometimes. It was kind of hard to understand her, kind of hard to understand her thoughts. And she didn't communicate very clearly. I don't know what disability she had, but she was an angel, literally an angel on this planet. And I feel literally so bad because I feel like as I grew up, I kind of like, she's someone who will just like talk and talk and talk and talk. And sometimes you have no idea what she's talking about, but like, she's absolutely so precious and she cares so much about people she would always show up to every single one of my performances like take pictures she was so supportive like another one of my aunts called her like my first follower and oh my gosh hearing that i literally like could cry again but she was a wonderful person and so getting that text was really hard i've never had anybody like super close to me die before so this is a new one for me and i'm figuring out how to process that but i was at this super high energy pool party and i was already not feeling like the greatest so I just like sat down in the corner for a second and took like a moment to cry. But at the same time, I was like, this is not the place for me to be grieving. This feels strange. I feel really weird grieving with literally like an Aperol spritz in my hand. And like music around me and a little bikini. I was like, something? Okay, this is not our moment. And I was like, we're going to think about this later. We're going to process this later. But I feel like with everything on my brain, I would already been like a little bit frazzled. And I feel like I wasn't, I get stressed out when I don't work and I felt like I hadn't been working a lot while they were there so like I, there was just like so many things piling on top of each other and then we went and got them in and out and we were like eating it and like watching a little show we put on the idol if you haven't seen the idol I don't 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 go watch it don't go see it like literally I've never seen a worse show in my life not like the editing or directing or acting or whatever but just like the content of it is so incredibly dark I feel like i sense energies from shows like shows have energies right like the content you consume has energy and that show had the darkest energy it was similar to the euphoria i also could not get through euphoria the energy of the show was just so dark so we are watching this show and i was already a little bit like in my head like i my ends were already frazzled and then this show is super triggering to like sexual assault, like that's kind of the biggest trigger for me. But there was just like so much like narcissistic abuse and sexual abuse and stuff, like just things. I was like, I cannot be watching this right now. I literally like when Firefly or Freeze comes on, I froze. I like was just like watching the show in literal horror. That third episode, if you have seen it and you've seen the third episode. I literally just like was silent crying. It was so tricky. I could not handle it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like sensitive, but actually, no, I am. I know I'm sensitive to that kind of stuff. So that was not fun. I stepped out for a little bit and I was like, okay, Beth, like you're fine. And so I came back in and then I was like, I can't do this. So I stepped out again and I worked a little bit and then I came back and then there was like this hairbrush scene and that was where I lost it so I started getting just like super super hot I started breathing really fast like I haven't had a panic attack in a minute but like this was a full-blown like came out of nowhere well not nowhere like we know our neighbor but still like I haven't had one like this in literally forever and so like walk into my room I'm trying really hard to like not make a big deal out of this I'm trying to just like okay Beth like we're just gonna go take care of this so I just walk into my room Try to act like nothing happened. And at this point, I literally am like, I'm gonna die if I don't get my hoodie off right now. Like I'm so hot. So I like rip my hoodie off and then like my hands are shaking. And I know I wanna wear an article of clothing that's not going to constrict me, but it's still going to be light. Like I'm still gonna be able to not overheat in it. So I was like, okay, sports bra. No, it's gonna be too tight. I was like, okay, a tank top. No, I'm not gonna like the way that I look in it. It's so, like I kept going back and forth to the point that I literally just like sat on the floor and started sobbing, like genuinely hands and knees. Like I could not make a decision. Looking back, it's so, I'm like, I don't can't believe I'm sharing this. But at the same time, like, I'm just trying to give you a picture for the point that like I just ignored all of these things for so long to the point that I'm literally Sobbing in my closet because I cannot pick a tank top. Most random thing in the world. But finally, like, I get one on. I just sit in my closet and I'm like hyperventilating, I'm trying to calm down my breath, but nothing in my mind is clear at that point. Like, everything is a million directions, going a thousand miles at once. And so I'm just like sitting on the floor, knees to my chest, just like trying to calm down. And at this point, I have a mirror across from my closet and I could see myself in the mirror. I literally looked at myself and I was like, because I think what had been really triggering is, like, watching the way, to like, The weekend is. I think it's Tedros is his name. Just, like, watching the way that he talked to the girl in it was very, like, scary and triggering. And it got in my head in a way because last year I was in a relationship sort of I don't know if you guys remember clock clip boy but I guess we were never in an actual relationship but we hung out for three months like every single day with situationship okay we were in a three-month little situationship and I was so scared to call him a narcissist because I knew he would literally be so mad at me for calling him that (laughs) it took me so long to actually like be able to put that label on it and look back at what was abuse and even saying that now I'm like Beth you're literally being so dramatic and that's like how I know that it was so bad because it got to the point where I was like I'm the narcissist I'm the abuser I'm the horrible one and so I just was seeing kind of this pattern in the movie as well and I got down on myself because I was like Beth you're so desperate like you literally will just go for anybody who will manipulate you like you're so easy to manipulate like these horrible things saying to myself that like, you should never say to someone that aren't true that are mean like and I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like why are you letting me talk to you like this like you're so upset that you let people talk to you like this in the past and yet you're letting me talk to you like this I literally told myself I was like tell me to shut up because you do not deserve this you do not deserve to be spoken to in a way that breaks you down in a way that makes you feel like less in a way that makes you feel stupid or naive and anything less than a beautiful human being that was just like such a moment for me and I was trying so hard to be kind to myself but that parent voice in my head was basically nowhere to be found like I had a little moment of clarity but then it was kind of gone and what I'm getting at here is that I was in such a place where I have like a two-year-old in my head that creates chaos and then I have the parent voice in my head that kind of comes in and calms things down but the two-year-old was on full panic mode full tantrum mode she was literally freaking out like this child inside of me felt so unsafe felt so scared felt so mad felt so hurt there was so much of these like dark feelings and that parent voice in my head like I could not hear it in that moment and that is what I feel like I experience every third week every week before my period it's like the parent voice in my head just kind of doesn't get a voice And it comes back to this scared little child. And it's like everything I've ever heard, you know, like all the mean things that I've ever heard in my life, all of the scary things I've ever experienced, all of the fight or flight stress responses I've ever experienced. They come back in this third week. And especially in this moment, after all of those things had lined up, I seriously broke down like a freaking tent in the rain. Like I was a goner. So I sat on the floor in my closet for God knows how long. And at one point, one of my friends came in to grab her phone. And she saw I was like still in the closet. And She's like, are you good? And I was like silent crying. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> she's like, OK, you're clearly not like in her head. I'm sure she was like, bitch, what? But she, you know, stepped out, went back to watch the show. And then a little bit later, both Kate and Bailey came in. And at this point, I closed the closet door because in my head, one of the main things that was like, repeating and ruminating was like beth you're being so dramatic beth you're being so dramatic i can't believe you're literally in a closet crying right now like how much attention do you want like what do you think you're in a movie do you want someone to come save you do you want like a freaking superhero what do you want like why are you in a closet crying right now so it's like okay if i just close the closet door then i don't exist like it doesn't i just i'm not crying in the closet i'll just close the door so they don't see me sitting in the closet in the dark literally sobbing and looking back it is kind of funny but at the same time like I wanna respect the feelings that I was having because I didn't deserve to be called dramatic in that moment because I was genuinely feeling those feelings. The last thing I wanted to do was reach out for help because I was like, no, you're being too dramatic. I, I want to get to the point where I'm able to ask for help in these situations, but I really was just so in my head. It was like nothing else existed except for me in this little dark room. And I feel like maybe you guys can relate with that because I know that I've had a little dark room moment so many times where all that exists is just me in this moment, in this little spiral, and it's so hard to pull yourself out of that. But finally, I started to hear like a little bit of that para voice being like, you need to go eat. Your blood sugar is clearly pretty low right now, okay? And you are on your third week, go treat your body well. I don't care how you look in a damn bikini, go feed your body, go fuel your body, go give yourself the best chance at succeeding and the best chance at feeling okay because that's what you deserve. And then they came in and they're like, are you okay in there? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. You guys really don't need to see me like this. Basically, they were like, girl, you're not going to do any good in a closet. Okay. Sitting in that little closet right there is not going to help you at all. So open the door or we're coming in. It was the sweetest thing. I'm so, so glad they did that because I was not in the headspace to be like, come on in. Like, look at me. I'm a little... Mess on the floor. I am actually, I don't know if I told you this at the beginning, but I'm actually recording in my closet right now for sound quality vibes. So it's actually hysterical that I'm basically reliving this in my little closet right now. Also, I'm convinced this closet is haunted, which is maybe a story for 10 minutes from now, but I'm making peace with this here closet. However, they came in and they sat next to me and I cannot cry around people. Like I genuinely, if someone that I feel even slightly uncomfortable around. It's not even that I won't cry around them. It's just like, I I can't, like no tears will actually flow no matter how sad I am or how hurt I am. But I immediately just, like I, I just started crying again, like even harder, like as they came in, Kate came and put her arm around me and I just like leaned on her shoulder and just started crying. And then Bailey came and sat on the other side and they just sat with me while I cried and I talked to them and it was the most healing moment. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry again. I apparently feel comfortable on you guys because I'm crying. Oh wait, it's just me in this little closet. But I feel like I've never had girlfriends like that. Like they were so sweet and they just sat there with me and told me, we are never going to judge you seeing you like this. We get it. We've both been in this position before and we will stick by you. We'll stand by you. Like we want to help you through whatever it is in whatever way you need. And it was just like seriously such a godsend. And obviously in that moment, I wasn't happy to be having a breakdown. But I feel so incredibly grateful to be able to have seen the kind of people that they are and the kind of friends that they are. Because my biggest thing while I've been out here in Texas is that I felt really alone. I felt really isolated. I felt like I don't have people that I'm okay or comfortable opening up with. And obviously, I know that like, I could have opened up to people before, but I've never really had the chance because I'm always with them when we're going out or doing like just social things and it's not really appropriate to just like break down and cry but like in the comfort of my own home when we're just sitting around doing nothing like I guess that's what it took for me to actually be vulnerable with someone and just the way that they responded to that I've been so frustrated because everybody that I love and care about and I'm comfortable with is 2,000 miles away like Utah boy I would have killed for a hug from him in that moment. But he was 2000 miles away and he had to hear about this experience on a phone call after the fact. And I've been so frustrated and I felt so alone and so isolated here. And having those two people sit with me in that moment, physically touching me, physically in the same room as me, meant more than I could ever say. So that was a moment in my life recently where it was obviously a shitty situation, but I've never felt more gratitude in my life. It's like, wow, God is really aware of me. The universe is really aware of me. Like there are good things in every single situation that I experience. Now, the rest of the night ended up being a little bit better. I still had a few of the breakdowns throughout the night, but I made sure that I kept my blood sugar up. I ate and treated myself with as much kindness as I could. And Utah Boy called me later that night. And I thought I was fine at that point. I was just, you know, cleaning up the kitchen, getting ready for bed. And as soon as he calls, I just break down again. He's like, are you crying? Like, are you okay? Because I hadn't told him anything about what had happened yet. And I was just like, no, I'm not okay. And I like cried and kind of told him everything. And he was so sweet. And him being a little bit older, he's five years older than I am. I feel like it does make a lot of a difference sometimes. And I, I hesitated at first to date someone like that much older because every experience I've had with an older guy has been them loving the fact that I'm younger and them almost praying on the fact that I'm young and naive, not praying, but like banking on the fact that I'm going to be young and naive and not going to know what's going on and not going to call them out for things. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. So when I met him, I know five years isn't that much of a gap, but still, it's something that I was a little bit hesitant about. But it's times like this that I'm so grateful because he has had time and he's put in the work to become emotionally intelligent about these things and he's been through things like this he's like I know what it's like to oh and there's one more little component to this I think that I was super overwhelmed with work and I had one of those moments that's like I'm running away and I'm never working again I'm just gonna work on the seaside and just like play in the beach all day I just had a moment where I was like how much longer do I have to grind do I have to work do I have to eat healthy do I have to work day in and day out and I've, I've talked about these breakdowns before but I've, I've started to have them monthly during my the week before my period and so he's like you know what I had a time in my 20s as well where I had this sort of breakdown he's like you just need to understand that you don't have to know everything right now and everybody told me that you know everyone's like oh you don't have to have everything figured out right now but I don't know hearing it from him kind of helped just knowing that he saw how hard I was working and he's like you can go to bed tonight and know that you don't have everything figured out and it'll be okay so the rest of the night every time I had another scary thought I just had to combat it with a thought of tonight is not a figure things out kind of night tonight is a go to bed kind of night you know I was like what if this what if that but what about you know what tonight is not a figured out kind of night I'll figure it out eventually but tonight I can go to bed Tonight, I can just let myself rest and we will figure it out when it's time to figure it out. I share all this in detail because I kind of wanted to frame why I started researching PMDD. For the past week or two, I have been listening to podcasts, doing research, like getting as much info as I can, starting to understand what PMDD is. And obviously, I don't have an official diagnosis, but hearing them talk and hearing these people on these podcasts explaining these things where they Don't feel like themselves. Explaining these things where they feel like a completely different version of themselves. and They feel like they want to crawl out of their skin. They feel like every mean, nasty thing that's ever been said to them literally knocks them to the floor. And like the way that they describe these things makes me tear up because it's like, holy cow, I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought that, I mean, obviously, I don't know if you would call it wrong with you, but I thought there was something like inherently wrong with me. I thought that maybe all of the work that I was doing for my mental health and my physical health was just for nothing because... Every month, I just got to this place where I felt like none of it mattered, and I felt like I was right back to that place that I was in high school. And when I say where I was in high school, I don't know if you have been around and have heard about my mental health journey, but I'll give you like a 30-second snippet. In my senior year of high school, my mental health was really, really not great to the point where some really hard events happened, and I made an attempt on my life and then I ended up going to a mental hospital and those feelings are are scary feelings to remember and so anytime anything arises that even remotely reminds me of that I get so I'm just terrified and I think I was specifically terrified because of the way that people reacted like they got so scared they they reacted in a way that was like oh my god like obviously yes it's my life but at the same time it felt like they were scared of me and not for me in a way So every time I have these feelings, I feel so incredibly shameful. And like, I thought that I worked through these. I thought that I did the work to, you know, stop feeling these. How much more do I have to give so I don't keep feeling these? Like, what is wrong with me? But the more that I research PMDD, the more that I realize that everything that I've done, all the work that I've done is so worth it. And it's working. And I'm becoming the version of me that I want to be. And I'm becoming more stable and more peaceful. And this one week doesn't negate that. Instead, it's an opportunity for me to look at the thoughts that I haven't yet dealt with. And the more that I work on myself, I feel like the worse the PMDD gets because I'm uncovering things. I'm no longer letting them just sit and be numb. Like I'm feeling them. And it's bringing them out to be like, hey, you haven't worked through this yet. But in the moment, it's like, oh my gosh, my life is over. So I'm just really trying to understand how to deal with those and be kind to myself in those moments, remembering that there is going to be another side of it. Here's another tough thing, though. For the past three weeks, I have been in this quote-unquote PMDD state. Like, since I had that breakdown, those feelings have subsided, but not completely. I've still felt very lethargic. I've still felt very uncomfortable in my skin. Lots of brain fog, like all of those things, and you know what, maybe that is just an opportunity for me to be relentlessly kind to myself. Because what scares me is the thought that what if this never goes away and this is who I am? What if I have to fight through these feelings for the rest of my life? But then it brought up another thought. Last year when I moved to Texas, I did so much damn work on myself. I made routines and I did everything that I could. But I, I did it in a little bit maybe of an extreme way. But at the same time, I got to a place of feeling really good where my baseline was so much higher and where I felt a baseline of joy every day. And now I'm frustrated because, it's like, well, where did all of that work go? And this morning on my walk, I had the thought that that work was not for nothing. That work got me to where I am now, and I'm on to the second phase. So I had to do that work to get to this point. And now we're ready to dig into some deeper stuff. And maybe now I'm ready to dig into some stuff that I wasn't ready for before and that's going to bring up a lot of emotion and that's going to be scary and it was such an empowering thought like a cheerful thought even it was just like a, oh this is hopeful like I'm moving forward I'm finding another level I'm finding a higher intensity or a richer version of that joy and right now I'm in the middle of a transformation period I'm able to look at myself and figure out what I'm unhappy about what is not serving me any longer in my life? Because the way that I have been, oh, I don't know if I spoke to you guys about this at all yet on here, but I know I said something about it on my spam page on TikTok, but I've been really struggling to sleep. I spoke about that maybe in another episode, but there was a night or two ago where I just, I woke up really afraid at night at like three in the morning and I couldn't go back to bed until like 6.37. Now, a day or two later, I'm still trying to recover, but I still am like not sleeping very well, not falling asleep very well, not staying asleep very well. And that is a telltale sign as I'm, you know, listening to more podcasts, as I'm doing more research on this, that my body is still in a stress response. My body is still in fight or flight and all of these things that I'm experiencing The breakouts, the lack of sleep, the fatigue, a lot of this is showing me a stress response. And I'm like, I'm not stressed. I literally, I feel like I've been barely doing anything. Why am I stressed? And I think that it is left over from some things that I am now ready to deal with. Left over from my childhood, left over from high school, left over from any trauma I may have experienced. And I think that those events that happened that day really helped to show and open up the new things that I get to work on. So as frustrating as it is right now, I'm almost excited, not excited, but like relieved to be able to start working on these. Like, all right, let's go. Let's get through it. And I really would love to lead into this next phase of healing with kindness to myself, with understanding. And that is where my July intentions come in. All of this was kind of a precursor so you can understand why these July intentions are the way they are, where they're coming from, because I still want to be able to move forward and have structure in my life, but do it in a way from love and do it in a way that's going to understand that I'm actually probably not going to be on my A-game for a while. And that's frustrating and scary to think about because I don't like to feel, and nobody likes to feel shitty. Nobody likes to feel like not the best version of themselves, but I have to let this be a time in my life where I'm not hard on myself for not performing at my highest capacity so here are the intentions that i wrote down for myself for july this month i will cultivate an intentional and intuitively peaceful space where i can honor my body's needs and allow myself to want things rather than feel guilted into doing them by a should right like going to the gym or eating healthy like especially going to the gym i want to want to go to the gym i want my body to crave the gym i want to reward myself with the gym rather than Get in there. Get in there. Get in there. Push harder. Push harder. That is so draining, and I think that it has done a little bit of a damage on my body, a little bit of a damage on my mental health in a way that I have to take a deep look at myself and admit. So this month, I want to allow myself to crave it, to want it, to not be guilted into it. This month, I will lean into every pleasant experience and create them for myself on purpose, prioritizing simple, pleasant experiences. I want to have a good life. I want to enjoy my life. I want to have a fun life. I want to light every freaking candle. I want to eat a little piece of chocolate after every meal. I want to do whatever I want to do. Like, I want to enjoy and lean into these positive, pleasant experiences. If I'm going out to dinner with my friends, I want to lean into that and actually experience the pleasure of these pleasant experiences. Because I think that sometimes I think that in order to have an experience be worth it I have to suffer a little bit I have to hate it a little bit I have to work hard and then oh it was you know for the greater good nothing that was worth it was easy like those little things that are a little bit mean or harsh in my head that I have just been there on repeat for so long. Also, the nothing that is worth it was ever easy. That's I mean, that's still true, but not in a way of in order for something to be worth it, it has to be not easy or miserable, if that makes any sense, because that's what I used to think or that's what, you know, my brain wants me to think. But I'm trying to step out of that. And this month, I will test the theory of more does not mean better when considering content and overcomplicating tasks. This one is interesting. I'm still not sure how I feel about this one, but I heard that phrase. And, you know, sometimes I think that if something's not working, I'll just like throw a bunch of things at it and just see what sticks instead of intentionally looking at it and saying, okay, well, what about this didn't work? Or, you know, with tasks, what if I just do one task? And what if I just do it for 10 minutes instead of just getting a little bit hyperactive about it and letting my brain run around and just be like, oh my gosh, she does and this and this. Just more does not mean better, but simple means better in a way. This month, I will prioritize rest to begin to allow my body to relax out of a stress state. I think the nightmares that I'm experiencing, the lack of sleep that I'm experiencing, like there's nothing genuinely wrong in my apartment at night, but my body is in a stress state. And I think that it's trying to figure out why, and it's trying to create a threat. And that's why I get so paranoid. And it's trying to create a reason for me to be so scared and stressed out. When in reality, I'm just stuck in a little bit of a trauma response, (laughs) which is so frustrating because I'm like, what is all this therapy and journaling for? Girl, can you just please stop being traumatized? What is with you? Anyways, that's not nice. This month, I will set aside time to explore my creativity and hobbies outside of the gym. Self-explanatory. If like the gym has become my only hobby, but I love to sing and I love to play the piano and I literally have a piano and I never play it. And I just want to experience other hobbies. Maybe, Maybe read a little bit. If you have any book suggestions, send them my way. This month, I will offer myself relentless kindness and challenge myself to listen to my thoughts with kindness and not a doomsday mindset. Sometimes I'll have a thought and I'm like, well, this is the way that it's always going to be. This is it. This is this pattern was never going to go away. This is the worst. People are going to think of you this way. This is how it's always going to be like that doomsday black and white mindset. But I really want to start to observe it with kindness and understanding rather than just spiral every time I have a slightly negative thought. This month I will celebrate myself and lastly this month I want to create a daily practice that grounds me and makes room for my mind and in my mind. Man emphasis on that last one. Everything that I have studied or researched so far has emphasized a daily practice because those little things really do build up and so I'm trying to find a daily practice that works for me The one that I've kind of selected to try right now is when I wake up, let myself wake up naturally. I have the privilege of working from home and for myself, and I will never take that for granted. But I want to allow myself to wake up a little bit more naturally. So when I wake up, I can get out of bed at my own pace, but just not be on my phone for the first hour of the day. So I can make breakfast, do my skincare, I bring a book out on the balcony and read, and then I'll go on my walk. And at that point, it's usually been about an hour, but I just don't want to be on my phone. I want to create my own life rather than consuming somebody else's. Those are things that I usually do anyways, but the phone and the reading, the consistently reading is going to be kind of new. And there are things that I've like worked on and tried before, but This time, I'm really sticking to them because I need space in my brain, especially if I'm going to be in a state like this. I need space in my brain. And I saw something on TikTok this week about how your body whispers and then it screams. And my body has been whispering to me for a while that I have not been eating enough and I've been exercising too much. And there's things that I have kind of been ignoring. And it's been whispering to me and now it's screaming. Now it's like, okay, girl, you want to ignore us? Well, have fun not sleeping. So figure that one out. And then like, okay, well, you know what? Fine. I will, I'll listen. Now my body is like literally breaking down. I'm like, fine. If you insist, I will listen. Also, I think right now I am, it's building from a whisper to a scream is like prime day is literally tomorrow. And I am trying to go about it in a way that is authentic to me. I do love sharing deals with you guys, but I want to be, I am more than that and my page is more than that and I want to find a balance, but at the same time, I'm like, I just, I want to do lifestyle content. I want to bring you along with me. I want to get creative. I want to challenge myself. I want to share things that I love. I want to have fun. I started shifting this like two-ish weeks ago when I sat down and did that video with you guys about how I'm upset with Amazon quality because that's a big thing. I love quality fabrics. I love sharing quality items. or being sent items that are literally from Shein. Is, it's frustrating. It's annoying. And it goes against the things that I believe and want to promote. So I sat on you guys, showed you a little sewing tutorial. If you get an item that doesn't fit right, instead of throwing it out or instead of just like donating it or getting rid of it, just fixing it and making it something sustainable for yourself. I don't want to feel like a product. Sometimes when I share this stuff, I feel like a damn product. And I got out of, you know, corporate America or whatever, because I didn't really want to be like a little cog in the system. And right now I feel like a little cog in the system. And that is not what my TikTok is supposed to be. So with Prime Day coming up, I shared a video last year that I thought was so fun. I shared like Prime Day deals that I liked in like an energetic way. And like I am probably going to do a very similar video to that this year because it's something that. I felt happy about and I love being upbeat and happy and having fun. I love sharing with you guys and I want to continue to do it in a way that is authentic even if it affects my income. That's the scary part is like the less Amazon content that I do, clearly the less income that I'm going to have, but I cannot deal with the inner cognitive dissonance knowing what I want for myself and knowing what I'm actively pursuing. And knowing that those two things are different. So I literally would rather be broke on the side of the street knowing that I'm pursuing exactly what I want than making whatever and knowing that it's not what I want or it's not as authentic as I could be or there's something else I would rather be pursuing. So that was like a little bit of a rant, but I'm going to go about this prime day in an authentic way, in a way that I enjoy no matter how it goes. And then I will continue to share and build up on the content. And I actually am editing a video right now of like a get ready with me for the gym. That's like an ASMR, like coming to the gym video. And like, I love that shit. Like this video, I love it. Okay. I'm creating something that I enjoy, that I love. And you can literally hear it in my voice. I'm like editing this video. I'm like, oh my god, I don't care if this gets two likes. I don't care if nobody sees it because the people who want to see it and want to interact with it will. And I enjoyed making this video and I enjoy making the content. So I digress. This was a big, huge rant and I feel like I shared a lot of heavy info, but I think that it's important for me to share so that I can look back on and connect dots and create patterns and maybe if you're experiencing the same thing and you haven't yet heard of like pmdd or if you haven't looked into hormonal imbalances or adrenal fatigue which by the way i'm pretty sure that's a misnomer and that it's just like another word for something else but they just call it adrenal fatigue because it's easier to say but if you feel like you have been restricting your body for so long or training as like an athlete for no reason. That's something I've been looking at myself recently laughing about. I'm like, bitch, what are you training for? The damn Olympics? Girl, go sit down and watch a movie. Calm down. But I think that's just how I grew up. And it's kind of the only way that I know. So if you feel like you've been like harsh on your body, because I feel like I needed a bit of a go ahead, someone to be like, Beth, relax. It's okay. So if you need that, let me be that for you. I don't know. But I hope that you go into this month with kindness to yourself. Giving yourself grace, understanding the signals that your body is giving to you, and actually following through with those and coming from a place not of harsh discipline, but from making and keeping promises to yourself that are kind. So, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I will see you when I see you, and I'll update you when I update you. But as always, I'll be hanging out and posting on my main pages. And if we're lucky, we'll even get a post on the podcast page. But this has been B.S. With Bethany Simcoe. Go out there and BS shit and figure it out because no one has any idea what they're doing.